Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world's bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book Designing Your Life, How to Build a Well-Lived Joyful Life. Have you ever felt like this at work? You find your job extremely boring, every day you are dispirited at work and feel refreshed the moment you can go home. You have so much to complain about work, but have no idea what other jobs you want to do. So you just keep dragging yourself to work day after day. You are not alone. There are a lot of people who don't like their jobs. The authors of this book point out that in the United States, two-thirds of workers are unhappy with their jobs, and 15% even hate them. Why is that? It's because we didn't make a proper career plan. The life design class at Stanford University can help us do just that and find a job that suits us. As one of the most popular courses at Stanford, the class aims to help students plan their careers through design thinking. What is design thinking? To answer that question, we first need to understand its opposite, engineering thinking. Engineering thinking presumes that there is an optimal solution to every problem. If you want to solve a problem, you must find that solution. Design thinking on the contrary does not assume there is an optimal solution, nor does it hypothesize that there are any precedents to learn from. Using design thinking for career planning means not to assume there is a perfect job in the world that best suits us, but instead to find, discover, and even create the options that work for us. Design thinking can also help develop new products with relatively low costs through trial and error. When applying design thinking to career planning, we need to understand our own needs and the possible career directions, keep trying different things and eventually find the right job for ourselves. The authors of this book Bill Burnett and Dave Evans have worked on product design and development at Apple. They are often invited to teach design concepts to creative professionals in the Silicon Valley and are very successful in their field of work. At the same time, Burnett and Evans teach at Stanford University and the University of California Berkeley respectively. Their teaching careers have made them realize how lucky it is for someone to find the right major and career path early on. However, even at Stanford, few students can achieve this. Therefore, they decided to apply design thinking to career planning in order to help the students design their lives after graduation. That's how the life design class came into being. The class was well received by the students and even named the most popular course at Stanford by Fast Company. This book is a summary of the course's content. If you are confused about career development, we're sure this book would be of great help. Next, We'll break this book into three parts and introduce a three-step guide on how to use design thinking to plan our career. Step 1. Know yourself. Step 2. Design your career. Step 3. Master three helpful mindsets. Now let's talk about the first part. The first step of life design is to know yourself. In the Greek temple of Apollo in Delphi, there is a famous motto engraved into the wall, Know Yourself. While everyone should know themselves well, many of us don't. The most common example is that many people don't know what kind of job they like, and that's why they often make misguided decisions when choosing a career. To determine the scope and direction of our career planning, we first need to truly understand ourselves. But how? We can do this in three steps. 
First, assess the status quo and find the problem. Secondly, reflect on our work view and life view. And finally, find out what we enjoy doing for work. Let's start with the first step, assessing the status quo and finding the problem. When doing this, we need to recognize what the fundamental problems are and to avoid wasting time on the superficial ones. The author of this book Evans once wasted a large amount of time barking up the wrong tree. Evans dreamed about becoming a marine biologist as a child, and therefore chose to major in biology at university. But he soon realized he wasn't that into biology. At first, he thought it was because of the poor grades. He decided that if he could improve the grades, he'd naturally fall in love with biology. So he studied hard and actively conducted research and experiments, but despite these efforts, his interest in biology did not grow. It was only later that he realized the real problem, he shouldn't have taken biology at all. He eventually transferred to mechanical engineering where he was happy and successful, with all his problems gone. In Evans' case, the crux of the problem is not that he didn't study hard enough, but that he shouldn't be majoring in biology to start with. However, it took him two and a half years to see the moment of truth. If he had assessed the situation correctly from the beginning, he wouldn't have had wasted so much time. So how should we assess the status quo exactly? The author suggested a template called the HWPL dashboard which includes four aspects of life, health, work, play, and love. Although career planning is mainly related to work, the authors believe that our career can thrive only when work and life are in balance. The HWPL dashboard allows us to look at all aspects of our life, identify the imbalances, and make adjustments accordingly. Among the four aspects, health is the most basic. Staying healthy allows us to work and live better while play and love helps us maintain a healthy mental state. It's also particularly important to assess our work comprehensively, which includes both full-time and part-time jobs. If we find serious imbalances in certain areas, we should work on them and make sure work and life stay balanced. After fully understanding our status quo, the second step is to reflect on our work view and life view, and then identify the direction of our career planning. Life view determines what we think is important in life and what is not. Some people believe that money is important, while others care more about reputation. Work view is the reflection of our life view at work. It's based on life view and is an explicit expression of one's attitude toward work, specifically with regards to the purpose and reason for choosing a certain kind of job. Together, these two views determine the direction of our career and are not independent of each other. If we don't consider our life view and work view when making career plans, things would go awry. Parker Palmer, a renowned education reformer and author of Let Your Life Speak used to struggle with his career for this reason. Palmer had always admired leaders like Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi and therefore tried to emulate these great figures. He worked hard on education reform and wanted to become a university principal. But during this process, he gradually realized that this was not the life he wanted. He also realized that just because he admires King and Gandhi, it doesn't necessarily mean he has to walk down exactly the same path as they did. Palmer's career has hit a snag at first because he only took his life view into account, assuming that education advocacy is a meaningful calling to devote himself to. But he did not consider his work view, 
that is what kind of work he likes to do in order to push for better education. That's why in the beginning he didn't find the career he truly loved. Realizing this, Palmer redesigned his career and became a writer instead. This not only allowed him to contribute to education advocacy, but also to find his own path that fits both his life view and work view. So, how do we identify our own life view and work view? Pull out a piece of paper and briefly explain your thoughts on life and work in about 250 words. Life view should be about things that are valuable to us, and there is no right or wrong in choosing one or another. Work view is about what defines a good job for us, and most importantly, what our motivation is to work, for example, is it contributing to society or improving our living standards? After writing down the things we deem important, we need to look at our life view and work view to see if there is any conflict between them. If your life view says money is important, but your work view tells you it's important to make contributions to society, there's a potential conflict and it could make it hard for us to find the right job that meets both demands. In this case, we'll need to modify our work view and life view to make them compatible with each other, so that our career planning can have a clear direction. Whenever we are pursuing a new goal or feeling lost about the next step, we would do well to take a step back and think about our work view and life view and always make sure they stay aligned. After reflecting on our life view and work view, the third step is to find out what we enjoy doing for work. Let's look at an example from the book. Michael had never planned for his future and always went with others' suggestions. He followed his mother's advice and studied civil engineering at college. Upon graduation, he followed his girlfriend around, moved to a different city, and changed his job. Although Michael has always had a good job and everything seems to be going well, he has long found his work boring, uninspired and mundane, and has no idea what to do in the long run. Again, following the advice of most people, he plans to quit his job and attend business school. We can almost be certain that even if Michael enters the business school, he won't be able to find a clear direction. This is because he hasn't carefully thought about what he really likes and dislikes before rushing a career decision. This would only make it more difficult to identify his future direction. The authors suggest using the Good Time Journal to solve this problem. The Good Time Journal is a log that records what annoys us and what excites us at work. By writing the journal, we'll truly understand when we are happy, what activities we are most devoted to, and what kind of work distracts, frustrates, and unsettles us. It would only take a few weeks for us to identify what is the work we truly enjoy doing. Take Michael for example. By writing the Good Time Journal, he realized that he actually didn't hate the work related to civil engineering. In fact, he was very focused when dealing with difficult and complex engineering problems. However, he resented the complicated interpersonal relationships and administrative work. After learning about this, he adjusted the way he worked, spending as much time as possible doing things he liked and avoiding unwanted social activities. In the end, instead of quitting his job to study at a business school, he chose to advance his knowledge in civil engineering and later became a senior engineer. Now he is able to spend more of his working hours on difficult engineering problems. Well, above is the first part of this book. We can know ourselves in three steps. First, assess the status quo through the HWPL dashboard. Then, reflect on our work view and life view, 
keep them compatible and identify the overall direction of our career. Finally, use the Good Time Journal to find out what kind of work we truly enjoy doing and allocate our energy accordingly. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.